Become spellweavers, reavers, rogues, and men-at-arms, and answer the call of adventure. Pick up your sword, your axe, your spellbook, your bow, your rulebook, and your dice, and join the forces of good in their eternal fight against vile monsters, conspiring min-maxers, horny bards, and blood-soaked murder hobos. Discover the treasure trove of role-playing games here on Rollin' Bones. My name is Ryan Howard, and I shall be your guide. Good evening, Boneheads, and welcome to Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard, where we are making old school young again. I am your host and king of the Boneheads, Ryan Howard, and joining me this evening are two gentlemen who surely need no introduction anywhere in the civilized world. Uh, they are the uh, the twin powers behind the Legion of Myth, so it is my distinct honor and privilege to welcome Heathen Dog and Max Liao, guys, Welcome to Rolling Bones. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And uh, Victor has already started in chat, so we're, we're in for it. Oh, you know, I didn't know I was going to come here and get called names. I'm out. <laughs> come on, Vicky. Just, just wait until he starts in on me. It's become a thing <laughs> in the past few weeks. Him just trying to embarrass me. Sorry. Right. Victor, we've had you on Friday night show stream. Really can't embarrass other people. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we get started here, I did actually want to address something, uh, Max, that you said uh, not too terribly long ago. Um, don't worry, you're not in trouble. Yet. <laughs> we have <Perfect>. the pictures. <laughs> oh. oh, please. <laughs> but... Uh, on one of your Friday Night Chill streams, you mentioned something about me being kind of embarrassed about my uh, my lineage being oh. a relative of, <laughs> of Robert E. Howard. And I, I have to say, I'm not actually embarrassed at all. I don't mind if people talk about it. I don't mind if people ask me about it. I just don't want people to get tired of me talking about it. That's oh, it's funny because the first time that you, when you came on the show, uh, that's for about a week. That's always good. You know he's related to Ari Har. You know he's related. Hey, you gotta <laughs> ask him about Ari Har. I'm like, uh, first of all, I hate to tell everybody this, but I didn't read him. I know Conan from the movies. There we go. <laughs> Lost a lot of nerd cred right there. So uh, you didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, like everybody was just like, oh, gotta ask him like, oh, what is like, and, and does he read, and does he do this? I'm like, okay, simmer down. Simmer. <laughs> I mean, just so everyone knows, uh, who, who potentially hasn't seen my show, where I have talked about it ad nauseum, uh, I do read Conan, I read Solomon Kane, I love Robert E. Howard, I haven't been to Cross Plains yet, it's only a matter of time, though. Uh, but basically, I just kind of found it out. Like, I, I was going through... Uh, Ancestry.com trying to link myself to Robert E. Howard. And I thought I wouldn't be able to do it, but son of a gun, I could do it. I did it. Awesome. I mean, hey, I wish I had somebody famous in, in my past. I just got a bunch of weird Germans. Oh, we're not going to go into the weird German history on that one. 
Weird Must Germans and then this odd line of Argentinians. Yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> My um, family disappeared in the 30s and re reappeared in Argentina in the 60s. Yeah, yes, Crafty, I read your comment. <laughs> Oh, my God. And by the way, it's all true. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> it's all true. Absolutely. Video does exist. Yeah, my wife reminds me of it all the time. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> what What yeah. is it that we're here to talk about? So Let's talk about something. Yeah, when everyone comes on Rolling Bones for the first time, it's the same series of questions. And, and since I lean so heavily on Max to begin with, I'm going to put you in the hot seat to begin with, Heathen Dog. <sighs> um how did you guys get into RPGs? Just begin at the beginning here. Uh, my parents worked when I was young. Uh, my mom worked for AT&T and my dad worked for Ford. So they both started very early in the morning. So I had to go to a, uh, a care center. Mm -hmm. and then they would bust me to school and then pick me up, take me back. And then my mom would pick me up when she got off work. And the kids there... Older kids, I was eight or nine, and the older kids who were 12, 13, they were playing and Dragons. And I was interested, but they said I was too young to play, but I could watch. And I would, I would be a gopher, you know, like, oh, I, I need this dice, I need this book, I need this, and I would go get it for them. Because I wanted to, you know, I was interested in the game and I wanted to learn. And I learned quite a bit just by watching them play. You know, the, everyone says the... the uh, most boring thing possible is to watch someone else role play. You know, love struck girlfriends do it all the time, but that's about <laughs> it. Except when you're eight, when you're mm. eight and anything you're interested in is absolutely captivating. So that's, that's how I got into it. And in children's world, uh, as the years went by, got older, I was able to play. Then the other kids aged out. And then I was able to buy books and I was able to run the games. Gotcha. By the time I was, you know, 13, had run games of several times. And then uh, when I went to uh, junior high, met, I met some, some kids at school who, who played. Then we, we got a little group together at, uh, at my, my uh, friend's basement. We started playing all kinds of games at that point. It wasn't just D&D. &D. We started playing Palladium stuff. We started playing Shadowrun. Uh, we played... Uh, uh, Marvel superheroes played a call of Cthulhu. Then in the nineties, uh, we played world of darkness. As we got into high school, we played world of darkness and we played, uh, um, let's see some, uh, in, uh, in, in nominee, which sucked. Don't, don't, don't play <laughs> that game. Played that it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually played it. It was awful. Uh, and, uh, some, uh, plenty of other one shots, stuff like that. And uh, I just kept going. And then after, after high school, I went straight in the military. And my first duty station, my only duty station, uh, was at uh, Andrews Air Force Base is where I met him. And he was, uh, and he was uh, running a group. And, I, and we, we were in the same, uh, we were in the same uh, dorm a little bit till he was moved to the dorm across, across the quad because <laughs> of the Unabomber. <laughs> oh, no, Unabomber light. That's another story, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, so we, we played in his game, and uh, he introduced me to Earth Dawn, uh, which is a game I loved from jump. I just loved that game, 
and uh, we, uh, and and he ran that. Uh, I ran a, a World of Darkness Mage campaign. Uh, uh, Al ran a Rifts campaign. And uh, champions at one point for the over the the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and then in '98, uh, I PCS'd out. I got out of the military, came back home, and uh, I just picked up with my old high school friends. Because mo- most people, when they grow up, they don't they they live less than 50 miles from where they were born. Yep, 90 percent of people. So most of my friends who role played were still here. You know, they got jobs in the area, whether it be at the plant or, you know, at a, at a uh, re- retail, you know, assistant manager type stuff, you know, stuff like that. So I just started gaming again. And then uh, years later, what was this? 2006? No, 2000. What, what was my what was my first? Uh, it was October of what year I did my first? Uh, live stream oh no that was uh 2006 six, 14 no we started in 14 so it'd be sometime after 2014 2015 or 16 yeah. came on as a guest I, I i reconnected with my old military friends and you know schlo included mm-hmm. and uh i did a an earth dawn segment was it no it was shadow segment no it was earth dawn earth on the first one shadow was the second one and then uh they they liked it enough to where they brought me in and it was uh, it was me and Al for a couple of years, me and Garthon for a couple of years doing Legion Myth live stream where we did, uh, I, I did a weekend on and off, uh, either role playing games or anime, mm-hmm. reviewing an entire season of anime. And then the next weekend I would review a role playing game, a tabletop role playing game. It was, you know, it wasn't random. I start off with stuff I knew and then, and then, then I went off the ball, you know, like just do, just, just do some stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, there was a, there was a fast food company that uh, made a role-playing game. Yep. Feast of legend. I, I reviewed it and you know what? It's not bad. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> It's actually kind of good. The, the 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 system is good. It's solid. Mm-hmm. It's a solid system. I mean, if if you take out all of the, you know, fast food plugs that they keep doing, <laughs> it's a solid game. I gotta mm-hmm. say. But uh, you know, yeah. But you know, I I spent two years doing that, and then uh, actually, Al came back. Uh, came back from Germany. He wanted to reformat the show, and it it turned into the RPG Digest, which. I came up with that name, and That's a good uh, name. then uh, yeah, thanks. And then uh, the format was uh, three segments. First segment is role playing game, the fundamentals, a, a deeper dive than I did because I tried to make my videos thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. My segments were thirty minutes. I, I take a book and I do I do thirty minutes at a time. So if it's a really big book with a vast background and lore, it may take a couple of weekends. You know couple of episodes to get through but i try and keep it to 30 minutes but over here it's like no man you do what you gotta do well now i'm doing hour hour and a half stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh segment two is is he he finds junk on the internet to to <laughs> throw at me it's just nasty like harsh things that he he finds on water <laughs> and uh and and shows our discord me and see that's you life. need to pay attention to our discord because they find it for me <laughs> Oh, I don't find it. <laughs> then in our third segment, we bring in people who are watching. All you need is a microphone, and you can ask us questions about anything that we've talked about during that day. 
mm-hmm. we'll answer you know as as much as we can and that that turned into the show and uh i i like it gotcha awesome now we'll uh turn back to max and uh find out how you got introduced to role-playing games and got involved in this hobby of ours my, my story is actually much slower in terms of uh i was part of the satanic panic because i went to lutheran school as a kid so uh, first time I played, I was 10 years old. A lot of people on my streams have heard that story already. It's the ant story for people who care. But uh, I played it, and I didn't didn't really know what I was doing. Even just thinking right now, it's like, oh, yeah, I get all the dice rolls so far. I didn't have a clue what I was doing then. All I know is I was doing something. My imagination was working, and there were some ants in a cave. <laughs> but uh, that uh, as I was biking home, I still, they were around somewhere, dang it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um after that, though, I got in trouble <laughs> for playing <laughs> TNT. I wouldn't really call it trouble, but because I had to talk about this great experience that I had, uh, I had more Bible verses to memorize. That was great. Uh, from there, I, on and off, the next game I really got into, or the next game I played was Battletech. That ended up being, you know, why my name is Max Liao, so on and so forth. People know Battletech. I ended up loving that. It wasn't a role-playing game, so I was allowed to play it. It was just giant stompy robots on a hex grid shooting each other, and we added some role-playing aspects of it. From there, I played uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness and Robotech, which I actually really enjoyed, TMNT. And it wasn't until right as Second Edition came out in 89 that I got back into it because I saw some people playing. I was like, oh, I know what that is. And I didn't have to worry about the church mess anymore. So uh, I was like, yeah, I want to I play. I want to learn. And uh, one of the guys, uh, actually, who got me back into it... Uh, wasn't the first one, but th- that really like pulled me in and said, we're going to do this every week. It's on my Discord, Von Zark, and we've been friends ever ever since then. But uh, And then from there, I, I joined the military. So I played a bunch of games, you know, mostly D&D, but we also played some Shadowrun. We played some Star Trek, the FASA version. Uh, Rifts was coming out, but I was never a big fan of Rifts. Sorry. Uh, it's just, it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my thing. I liked things mm-hmm. that were a little bit more realistic down to earth, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just trying to think what other games I played. Uh, for now, we can leave it at that. But then I joined the military, joined the Air Force in 92. And at my first duty station, I was exposed to a whole ton of games. I played at War Games West in Albuquerque. And because I was stationed at Kirtland Air Force Base. And did I get exposed to a ton of games? Well, I did play Battletech mostly and, and D&D until Earthdawn was released. Because it was released in 93, I think. Uh, I played a ton of everything. Like, I played Torg. Harn, uh, Vampire, uh, trying to think all the weird eclectic games they had around there, but I I played a little bit of everything. Most of them I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I played a ton of D&D. In fact, I was running a game six days a week. I had one game that I was running on on Sunday, and then another game that I was running Monday through Friday, and then I was playing at War Games West on Saturday. So my entire week was D&D. That does cause burnout, by the way. In case anybody asks, it it really did. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I came across this game, Earthdawn. It's just a little pamphlet. Somebody said, hey, you like to try new things. Check out this pamphlet. And I looked at it and said, oh, this is neat. Didn't like the art. I think Lobenstein's art is crap. But <laughs> I, I looked at, uh, I, I love the step, uh, step system. Two things that I just instantly fell in love with right off the bat was the step system. I absolutely loved how that just worked. Oh, as I give myself bonuses, I get more or better dice. This is awesome. And the other thing was magic items. You don't just pick up a plus four sword and it's a plus four sword and you use it. No, I get a plus four sword, but it's, it's actually nothing. I have to learn that it's a magic sword and then it's plus one. Then I have to learn more about it. Then it's plus two. Then I have to, you know, 
I, I just absolutely fell in love with that concept. From there, I went to Korea, had my worst gaming experience of my life, mostly caused by this guy. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that now. I wouldn't admit that then. And then I uh, went to Andrews, and yeah, I got into the gaming group a, a, just a little bit before he got there. But then, yeah, that became our static group for, what, six years? I mean, not I too many. There for, yeah, yeah, but uh, mo most people three. didn't leave. I mean, Bob was there pretty much the entire time. Al was there pretty much the entire time. Sharis. Uh, 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 yep, I mean, like a lot of these people were there like almost the Bob. entire time. What's that? Bob. Yeah, I mentioned him. But so we just had this group and it, it actually grew pretty big at one point. Uh, I know at one point I actually had a rule in my game where if your character dies, you're out of the game. Because other people wanted to people join. People waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, did I tell you what, people all of a sudden really start to care for their characters. It was mm -hmm. great. So, um, no, and after that, so I got out of the Air Force, you know, 3.0 was released. I was not a fan. The first thing I said when I opened up the book, looked at it and said that uh, we don't uh, we don't stop uh, somebody from being a class because of race. I threw my book. I actually threw it. If, uh, if, if uh, Heaton Dog remembers the apartment complex that Al and I lived in and so forth, I was in my room. <laughs> I threw my book. I said, commie role-playing. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to have anything that. Unfortunately, when I moved, when I got out of the Air Force in 2001, moved back home, everybody started with two, but everybody was phasing over to three. So I played a ton of three. Mm -hmm. But I realized something. Uh, I kind of wasted a lot of my Air Force career playing games and being lazy. <laughs> and so when I was trying to be a professional... I uh, wasn't working out as well as I had hoped. I struggled for my first couple of years after getting out of the Air Force because I didn't have the right certifications, the right knowledge, you know, didn't have a degree, you know, so forth. So I buckled down and I spent about 10 years just focusing on professional growth. And it worked out for me. Unfortunately, it meant that I didn't play a lot of games. I played some. I think, what well, we went to Gen Con, what, two or three times during that? Uh, uh, you took me to that convention in, in Flint, Michigan. I remember we played Paranoia there. Um, I mean, so I still was playing just not like I was before and it wasn't until 2016 I think it was when I was in Germany so I worked in Germany for about 10 years where this group was like you keep talking that you played these games for a long time we need somebody to run a game run a game and I finally said fine I'll run a game I didn't know how much the hobby had changed even listening to these guys talk about some things with comics and anime if you guys know what comics gate is mm. uh I knew all about that. I knew more about Comicsgate than what was happening in the gaming sphere just because of what they were doing, and I wasn't really deeply involved. But I quickly got an education of what a critical role is. I got an education on, on how <laughs> gamers have changed. Uh, like, And it was mind-boggling to me. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, uh -uh, nah, I'm not going to accept this. And then I started looking more and more and more into it and come to find out that it had been taken over by some really, really horrible people. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's when I started kind of so I was behind the scenes because I own Legion of Myth. It's like it, I yeah. own the trademark. I, I own the business. Right. So behind the scenes, I'm talking with them Al doing the comics. Uh, Heathen Dog here do, doing the anime and tabletop. I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to bring some of this stuff up. And they're like, no, we want family friendly. I'm like, no. Al, <laughs> Al was really stickler yeah. for family friendly. He wasn't mm -hmm. going to be on if it was if it was family friendly. Like. I, I think I accidentally swore twice in two years. Right. And I, I will <laughs> accidentally swear twice in two sentences. Will. Uh, yes. Uh, so Heathen Dog had a button that would mute me if I ever went off When the he came on his own show. <laughs> he came on his own show. I actually, actually uh, uh, mapped a button. It was a page up. 
my mm-hmm. keyboard that when, <laughs> when I think he's going to say something that's going to be unfamily friendly, I mute him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but uh, but I, I couldn't deal with it. Now, it, RPG Digest actually started when I was still in Germany, but we kind of knew that I was going to be leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as uh, so some things happen, long story short, uh, the Legion with Week live stream, as it was called, just wasn't picking up the audience that I felt it should. Not for a lack of their effort. In fact, mm-hmm. the stuff that they put up with me telling them behind the scenes was, uh, was stuff of legends at time. But I actually just... worked harder on that show than I do on this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, was like, I, mm-hmm. I, I spent three or four days uh, reading whole books that of, of games I'd never played before. And I have to read it cover to cover three times. I have slides. to spend, I just spent a day and a half making slides and, and go, going through step-by-step stuff. Oh, there, there are some games I've never played that I could probably play better than people who've been playing for a year just because they didn't take the time to be stupid enough to memorize <laughs> the damn book for a week. Yep. So, yeah. so, with, so with that, uh, I knew that, so when we had our exit poll, we did an exit poll, come to find out people didn't like this. Uh, it blows his mind more than mine, but it still kind of blows my mind. People didn't like the fact we had anime, comics, and games. People like, I was only here for the tabletop games. I was only here for the comics. I was only here for anime. I don't care about that other stuff. So when you did that other stuff, I didn't care. I wasn't going to watch. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, well, that's weird. Fine. As somebody who that kind of fits, because I don't get into anime or comics, but I'm big into tabletop games, I get when people are saying that. Mm-hmm. So when when we retooled it for uh, what's now RPG Digest, it's like we're going to focus on tabletop games. I wanted Heathen Dog back because I liked how he did his 30-minute segments. But I was like, listen, we're not going to do 30-minute segments. We're going to do a live stream, which means engaging the chat. If we have one person or if we have 500 people, our focus is now on the chat. If we want to do 30-minute videos, that'll be on the side. But right now, it's about us saying, talking about things we want to talk about. But we're going to, if somebody's in chat, like I see a whole bunch of chat right now going on, we're mm-hmm. going to talk to them. And it's not going to be lecture mode. <laughs> He right. wasn't on board necessarily with that right away. Because first episode, he demanded his slides. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ultimately, as we've grown, and to be fair, it took the growth to help because when nobody's talking to you, you kind of right. like, who are we talking to? Uh, but now it's great. Now I think it works out wonderfully. In fact, I've encouraged him to use the slides a couple of times now to, to like for character creation. Uh, I just didn't want that to be the focus. I wanted the focus mm-hmm. to be on the folks out there and us providing information and talking to you guys, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, let's do that. And it is, uh, it's honestly, it's worked. In fact, I want to get back to doing more direct to video stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, live streams only work so far, but you know, it's yeah. also only so much time of the day and I have a full-time job. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to branch out into short form content myself, and it's definitely, uh, especially with a newborn in my house, it's it's very much a where do I find time to film and then edit these things. It's all the nonsense that goes on behind the people. Who, oh, hey, how can you be so busy, Max? You sit down, you what? You have a six hour stream on a Friday night until two in the morning, and you do a, a three hour stream on Sunday. It's like, man, if that's all it was, that after that three, four hour stream is done on Sunday, last night I was up until 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. just working on getting that. My computer crashed six times, so that didn't help, but um, uh, get, getting that taken care of and then making sure everything's right. And then there's stuff mm-hmm. I have to do behind the scenes for keywords and all this other nonsense just to get people to look at the stuff. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> people, people who don't use YouTube don't understand all this right. stuff behind the scenes takes twice as long as your content, mm-hmm. at least. 
And that doesn't count the research. Like, oh, we cheat a little bit by just kind of reading the book. Plus, this year, we're doing games. We generally understand him more than me. He's played much more Palladium than I have. But I've played enough of it where I know what's going on. So we're kind of cheating this year to some degree. But next year, we're going to be starting off with two games we have never, ever played me. before. And that, so... I, that, that's actually what I love. Because uh, when, when I was reading uh, D-Genesis the for the uh, for the show and uh what was what was the one with the with the with the with the killer ais and everyone had to upload their consciousness i forget the name of the oh eclipse phase eclipse phase yeah and eclipse phase oh my mm. god that that book those those two systems have background and lore that 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 put like the the friggin' Hobbit trilogy to shame. Yeah, I mean it is long, especially D Genesis. It's like D Genesis is dense. Like every word. Yeah, is oh important. my god, the font <laughs> is so small, and and the book is so wide. How yep. did this happen? You know. You, yeah, we we spent weeks on that stuff, and I loved it. Just digging into the book and getting to know it, trying to figure it out. You know, it's like oh, it's great. Mm -hmm. And then was, getting it, the hate for the one clan. <laughs> Oh. Heathen Dog didn't represent the one clan properly. There's <laughs> <laughs> like 13 clans. I only had five minutes per clan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I beginning, I told people, listen, I'm not going deep dive in this one. And I still get crap in the comments. Like, I, I can't help you, man. I only got five minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to allocate. To to answer some of the stuff that we've got in chat here, uh, twenty eight millimeter. You obviously missed the stream, and I don't blame you because this was when I was with Valor Studios, uh, where I compared myself to Rachel Ghoul. So being evil is not a problem here. Um, and then uh, Crafty has some very uh, complimentary things to say about you guys, especially uh, RPG. RPG Digest, because he said that's the show that uh, showed him that the real people are still in the hobby. Oh, I mean, the, the reason he's politically opposite is because he lives in California. I mean, California. Yeah. Well, it's oh, funny. Yeah, up you, until you, recently, yeah. I used to we used to sit on the live stream and say, oh, reason we don't get into politics is because he and I, for many, many, many years, I, were diametrically was, opposite. I was, I was left and, and he was right. And so we didn't talk about politics. Now, mm -hmm. with all the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years, I am much more center, maybe maybe even a little bit center right. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, still, he's still too far for me to actually, <laughs> he's still too far away. The, 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 the gap is like this, like, oh, nope, just can't. can't <laughs> There's a chasm nope, there. Can't reach it. <laughs> but that's that's one of the reasons why we decided okay no politics on the Pop, show even right. though even though it's so ingrained into uh the hobby now mm -hmm. we'll talk about and this is the fine line and sometimes people you know don't fully understand this we don't talk politics like i don't care about brexit i don't care about current inflation i mean i do but not on, on the show i don't right. care about uh, you know whatever you know uh, president biden or, or somebody has done right on the flip side the culture war, I guess you'd call it. Mm -hmm. The um, uh, cultural commentary, sociopolitics. That we definitely get into oh, with yeah. how... As long as it, it directly relates to the role-playing games yeah. uh, scene. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things... Uh, unfortunately, like I, I, don't I don't like politics. Uh, I, I do, but I don't like talking about it because it's a contentious thing. And I... You guys would both like cock your heads at me if I started talking about my political positions because I'm a madman. But <laughs> you heard me reference Michael Malice on the chill stream last time. That's yeah, that's where 
That's where I live so, politically. So, there, there's the cat. So here's here's Heathen Dog. Here's me. Here's you. <laughs> yeah. But it, it it's one of those things where it, it's almost like I think a lot of us would rather not talk about anything yeah. political. We just want to talk about, you know, dragons and wizards and stuff. But this group has decided to just kind of park their ideology on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, th- there's no place outside of their purview, unfortunately. It's the... Right. It, it's the same thing that I talked about last time I was on the chill stream. The uh, the tyranny of the omnipotent moral busybody, as C.S. <laughs> Lewis said. And Where? that's exactly why Max Liao came up with hashtag RPGate. He based yeah. it loosely on Comicsgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the uh, tenants are meant to keep that uh, political nonsense out of <clears throat> out of your right, out of your specific game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and try and keep everyone on track. Try and keep everyone in the moment. Trying to interject themselves into the game, not trying to interject their political views into your game, mm-hmm. and not not trying to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, stand on a on a soapbox and have have their characters spout their their personal issues in game when it has a tenuous at best, uh, you know, relation to what's going on. Ju- just because they feel like they need to be heard. Yeah. If you need to be heard, you know, go go shout in a mirror. You know that that that's that's how much I care. So you know, follow the the, the tenants and and Max will tell you them right now. Oh. I can do. I can do the spiel. I'm gonna do the spiel because I like doing the spiel. spiel. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag #RPGate and any good tabletop community are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The whole the whole idea behind that is uh, I'm gonna go with the. First, I'm going to start with the bottom, the, the natural organic collusion, not not forced diversity, because especially since the pandemic, a lot of role playing has gone online. Mm-hmm. People don't uh, don't travel to each other's houses anymore or to to uh, local gaming shops anymore to role play because they were just they were just, you know, afraid or the role playing game shop just could not host people anymore because right. they weren't allowed. Yeah. Well, it all came up online. When you go online with something, you're open up to scrutiny and, 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 and pressure from people who probably shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be talking to you. Yeah. And one, one of those is, oh, you don't have enough black people in your group. Ian World. Ian World actually had it on its site forums, whatever it was, said if you do not have, if 50% of your group is not POC, trans, or LGBTQ, whatever the heck it was, you need to find a new group. Oh, see, the whole natural inclusion thing is you play with the people who will play with you. Yeah. You play with the people you can play with. Say, hey, I'm going to run a game. Who wants to play? All the hands that shoot up, you say yes up until the point where there's too many. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I can't handle 14 people. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. So that's natural inclusion. Play with the people who will play with you. Right. And then. The well, entertainment over is, activism. There you go. Not bring your personal politics or your personal views into the game. Exactly. You are playing a character. You are not playing yourself. Hmm. If you have to play yourself, you have to leave. Because we don't want you. We want the dwarven fighter. Right. Dwarven fighter can do things you can't do. 
don't want you in a medieval setting. You are worthless. And so many people parse that one. Like, well, you know, you can't completely get away from who you are. Right. Tom Cruise right. can't get completely away from who he is when he acts as He's well. He's got to run in every goddamn movie. Yep. Okay, you know what? That's what he does. But you know what? He tries to do some other things. He tries. Does he succeed all the time? No. Let's but use a good actor. Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. It's still Gary Oldman. It's still going to possibly, it's still going to have some of his mannerism and his, and his voice. You know, you're still going, oh, that's Gary Oldman. Got it. Uh, that's not what the point is. The point is that you're there to be entertained and to help create entertainment. Play the game. You're not there to save the whales at the table. You're not there to, what's my cat doing? What the hell? Uh, have some sort of agenda, uh, you know, to, I, I'm going to rid slavery from every game, looking at you, Watsy, you know, that kind of nonsense. No, that that isn't what it's about. If you, if you don't like playing a game that includes colonialists, yes, this is a true thing that somebody said, not that I believe that it's true. Did you know that uh, going into a dungeon, into somebody's living area, kicking in a door, killing them and taking treasure, that's colonialism? What kind of rot brain monsters. do you have to have to put two those two two together? Yeah. Not, no. <laughs> like, These are monsters. They killed the people that this stuff used to belong to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means, you know, if I kill them, I get to keep it. You 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 sh you should go and and try and find the the, the descendants or or the people that this was taken from and give it back to them. <laughs> oh, they wanted <laughs> it. They could have gotten killed the monsters. They couldn't. I did. I win. Mm -hmm. The 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 strong own things. Weak hold things for the strong. <laughs> yeah. Right up until the strong want them, and then the weak give them away. Yeah, and and that's. There's no getting around that that's the that's the way the world turns in a medieval or medieval fantasy society. That's I'm, that's the structure of power and how things it's just like to deny that is lunacy, essentially. So let's embrace it. Let's, you know, play this game. And it is a game. So, you yes. know. Every it's game has rules. Yeah. Monopoly has rules. Checkers has rules. And uh, if you want to role play in a, in a medieval based society, it has rules as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's you, fantasy. You now we them. can change that. We don't have to be the horrible people that lived in the 13th century. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're not horrible people. You are descended from them in some way. You know yep. why? Because they were strong enough to survive. Like you. <laughs> you in 1300s would be dead in 48 hours. Yep. Absolutely. See, and then yeah, the last if one. If you follow these tenets, we'll have a better game. Mm -hmm. We'll have a higher class of, of gamer. We'll have a higher class of game. And they're so simple. They're, and none of this invokes politics or any sort of outside world influence in any way. Play with the people that, that want to play and aren't disruptive at the table. Enjoy it for the entertainment factor that it is. What, what, what is a movie? It's escapism. What is a book? It's escapism. What is a comic book? Escapism. What What is a, a video game? It's escapism. It's all escapism. I know it's an RPG elite likes a different word, vacationing, but escapism is the general term we, we all know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all escapism. These games are the same thing. They're escapism. They're not for you to have some sort of weird ag agenda. real world agenda. agenda. Like, it's just... <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's... It, it... There are people who do it on purpose, and then there are people, and and they do it on purpose because of Antonio Gramsci and other. We're not going to get into into Marxism and political theory here tonight because 
that's for smarter people than myself. We'll never, we'll never come out of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but you also have just the, the people, and I call these people the debutantes. These are the uh, the people that are talking about this stuff and doing it just because it's talked about and it's popular, and those are the people who are going to disappear as soon as everything's kind of burnt down. Mm-hmm. Once there's no more... Uh, well, there's always going to be a hobby because there there are people like yourselves, like myself, like the people here in chat, uh, like the people who even aren't listening to this and just kind of, you know, staying in their own game space. I don't care what other people are saying. Uh, my friends and I have been playing this way since the 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. however far back or recent you want to go. And we're just going to keep playing because of them. There'll always be a hobby. But when the kind of mainstream uh infrastructure that's been built up over the past 10 years around turning RPGs into like a mainline hobby is all gone and burned down. Those people are gone and, and they won't be here anymore. And unfortunately they will have kind of ruined the fun for a lot of people, but that's why we're here is to make sure there's still at least, uh, you know, like a hot dog stand and, uh, you know, a keg so that Mm -hmm. people can, can get a beer and a hot dog and hang out still. Well, one one of the problems is, and I can't believe I'm saying this because if if I would have said this in the '90s, I never would have believed these words would come out of my mouth. But uh, the the hobby's too popular. It's yeah. been mainstreamed, and anything that becomes mainstream that's no longer the niche that it is gets it's ruined. Diluted. It gets yeah, hmm. gets diluted, gets dumbed down. I mean, when you're normalizing nerd culture, there's a problem. And I say this as somebody who was, you want to talk about being gatekept? You want to talk about being bullied and so forth? You know, oh, somebody said something bad about me on Facebook. Dude, that is not what bullying is. I, I got some stories for you. Uh, that, you know, when, when you mainstream it, like, nobody gets bullied for this stuff anymore. And now we're all, you know, fluffy fairies out there, sparkle ponies, and we can do what we want. It's like, that doesn't fit within the traditions of the games, though. The games have a storytelling tradition, even if you come from the wargaming side. When I say storytelling tradition, I'm talking there's good, there's evil, there, uh, there, there's the thing that needs to be vanquished, there's the, there's the hero's journey of some sort. You don't have that anymore. They think they do, but they honestly don't have it anymore. Hero's journey is, I made it from fifth period to sixth period. <laughs> That's well, not a hero. Here, here's, here's the actual problem. Uh, well, younger, younger gamers nowadays... They grew up with no boundaries. They're, you know, they they grew up in in single single mother households. They they were coddled their entire life. They have no boundaries, and the problem with not having boundaries is that it also gives you no direction. Right. Like uh, when when uh, when we were kids, our parents gave boundaries. It was like a it it, it was a you know it was a, the little 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 bumpers for for kids in the in the bowling lane. You can't go beyond this point, but that gave you direction that way. Yeah. That way to success, that way uh, to, you know, growing up that way to, to becoming a, a stronger person without, without those boundaries, they just aimlessly flip about and not actually grow mentally. Right. I'm my and, child's friend. No, you're a parent. Oh, you're not. Oh my God. Of every parent who says that I actually slap someone. <laughs> said that to me. Mm-hmm. I actually slapped him. Wow. I, I, did, I did get in trouble. The cops were almost called, but it didn't matter because I felt justified. I didn't mean to do it. My hand flew on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm not sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the 
it's the Ramones t-shirt effect is what I like to call it. <laughs> oh, there it is. At, yes. At one point, wearing a Ramones t-shirt kind of meant that you were maybe someone people didn't really want to be around. You you might smell a little bit. Um, yep. The only thing worse is if you if you also wore a a wool knit cap in July and a scarf. Yep, and you, that that that's the trifecta of douchebag. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know in the seventies if if you were wearing a Ramones T-shirt, you know that you you were a punk. You you wore safety pins as jewelry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you wear a Ramones T-shirt, it means you shop at American Eagle. <laughs> Didn't think of it that way, but yeah. And or possibly even Forever Twenty One. They yeah. might have it too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happens. Things start at the fringe. They get adopted by kind of edgy outsiders. Then they get adopted by more and more people because the edgy outsiders are the spearhead of culture. And then it gets brought into the corporations, Hasbro, and watered down and made acceptable for everybody and once something's truly acceptable for everybody it's then acceptable for nobody and yeah, then you, now it's gruel yeah yeah then you have it's a, it's a, a gray sludge that used to yeah. be something meaningful the example that i use is world of warcraft yeah i think world of warcraft ruined mmorpgs now i get it a lot of people because i'm an old everquest player right and yes, sometimes you call the two in the morning to go compete with another guild because there were no instances you actually had to go compete if you wanted to get this thing for your epic loot. And it wasn't going to drop for another 14 days. You better go there. And you, and so you're getting called and you know, the raids are eight hours long and all this nonsense, right? The people mm-hmm. are, I would never do that now. Then don't play an MMO. I don't just say, I mean, for me, the big thing about MMO is the social aspect. I'm not a social person, but it can't be an MMO. Can I single player this MMO? Dude, die in a fire. <laughs> that, that that that's if you have to ask that question don't play an mmo that's that's you know but wow went in and and just simplified everything was it the biggest yeah did it make the most money yeah did it have like a three billion clones that came after yeah and they're all just as bad i mean star was oh, it star wars the old republic the best single player mmo i've ever played <laughs> you know but where where is the hobby now i mean there are mmos out there a lot of people still play them but it's not like it was say in 2005 right yep well, the same thing with with tabletop role playing D and D kind of specifically, but man, five E came out. Celebrities got involved, and uh, because it was corporatized, right? Celebrities yeah. got involved, and you've got all these new popular things because of social media and YouTube, and people are popping up all over the place with the stuff. It's like yay, but none of those people respect the traditions of the game. And I don't mean that every single dwarf cannot cast a spell ever. Earthdawn, the game that uh, that we've talked about before, we love, has dwarven wizards in it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about respecting the traditions of the game, why they're there, race class combinations, why races are different, why bioessentialism is actually an important thing and should be in the game. Like, mm-hmm. understand these tropes and what they exist for. And I'm not going to go into each and every one, but you get the idea. It's like, like but they don't respect it. And instead of making something new, and this is what happened to comic books, instead of saying, you know what, I, I want to make an African-American superhero, even though there already were, uh, I want to make an LGBTQ uh, superhero, fine, do all of this, but don't change Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, you know, like they have recently, mm-hmm. and don't change instead, Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. What's that? Instead, they went the other way. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm gonna make uh, Green Lantern gay. 
I'm going to make, uh, uh, I, th I think Wonder Woman was gay for a while, too. I'm not sure about that one. Well, she's lesbian now because uh, she's on an island oh, okay, of all women. How could she not be? But, but the, the, oh. the, the whole point of, of that, she, though. She's supposed to be also made out of clay, so come on. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> is, is they're not here to join the hobby. Mm -hmm. They're Doesn't there matter. to take it over. Yeah. Yes, they're virus. there to take it over, uh, like a virus or, or a cancer. And they're the ones projecting the gatekeeping on us. I promise you, I have never met a person in my life that said, I won't play with X whatever, other than the person being a jerk. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I wish we would have gatekept. Yes. Yep. Now it looks like a really good idea mm -hmm. that that should have been done 15 years ago. It wasn't because you know why? Because there were no gatekeepers then. We invited everyone in, mm -hmm. which is which was turned out to be a bad idea because we let the bad ones in. Yep. Well, we hope we were hoping that they would come around. House. Yep. Yep. Like th that's okay. Be weird right now. Get it out of your system. You'll come around because we all did. We all were weird at one point or another. Like, mm, what happens if I mix this and that and the next thing? And then somebody had to be like, stop it. You know? mm -hmm. uh, they don't do. They don't deal with that anymore. Now it's like, the oh, your imagination. They have no shame. So they have, they, they have they, no they shame. They cannot be shamed into, into, you know, into, you know, towing the line. They can't. Or even something you said yesterday where they've taken away Game Master Fiat. Or they're trying to anyway. <laughs> they're, they're trying to. Now, they, 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 they started doing it by every game used to be called Game Master. Game Master, Dungeon Master, something, something along those lines. Yep. And then the last... 10 to 15 years to start slowly creeping around to referee. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, Where, that, that's an old school thing though, as well. You know, hang on, but it started with, with referee became more mainstream. And then it was, then it was things like a couple of games even called arbiter or, or a facilitator, or I've, I've, I've seen them all in all these little, little, you know, one shot pop-up games. But the point was to, to take away the power of the game master and give it to the players. Mm -hmm. Well, that that's that's letting the crazy people run the asylum. Yeah, it's never going to work, and it's 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 always gonna it's always gonna turn sour. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I had a game. Yeah, you had a game that lasted a month. Six sessions. Six sessions uh, is yep. what they're saying. Six sessions. That that's it. Six weeks. Or oh no, I'm sorry. No no, they, they play. That'd, once be, a month that'd be six months now. Yeah. yeah. Six months. Yeah, they, they they play once a month now. Uh, Could you imagine us running a six session game? Oh you know, God, we'd we'd call that a failure. <laughs> yeah. It would be an absolute failure. We we uh, our Earthon game was what a year and a half, two and a half years, two and a half years. It was every Saturday, except for when I was at ALS. Actually, Al took over then, so no, it was going over when I was at ALS. ALS. So every Saturday for two and a half years, yep. we were in the same campaign. Yep. And uh, players nowadays are like, oh my god, can't even imagine that. Yeah, and that's because the attention span of a three-year-old. That's why. That's actually something that I'm going to be addressing in uh, one of my first short form videos is the fact that if your sessions are just or your your games are just continuously ending after a few sessions, there's a problem. And this is how you address that problem. This is how you fix that problem. And this is how you make sure as a GM, a game master, a dungeon master, you make sure uh, that people are regularly showing up so that. You know, this isn't something that people can just drop because mm -hmm. the second it becomes something that people can drop, they drop it. 
Well, the, the first problem is don't cater to all their whims day one. Like, right. oh, you wrote me a 30-page backstory? It's all true, and I will bring it into my world. No, you are starting at zero, and if you're lucky, remember, adventuring is hard work. Not everybody can do it. The reason not everybody does it, because everybody seems to get rich when they succeed at it, is because the most of them die. Mm-hmm. You, it is it is hard work, and you're going to have to struggle. And, and, and Heathen Dog knows, like, when I run my game, I keep you poor. Yep. I keep I keep you struggling. And it isn't to be a jerk. It's to have you have these decision points. Like, do I want to buy a spell, or do I want to buy plate mail armor? Hey, can we pool some money together? He's, we got a good story about somebody borrowing money from one of the characters. <laughs> uh, but uh, 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 no, you know, you, oh, you want a magic item? Well, I'm not giving it to you. But right. I do know you want it, and I'll maybe place it at the end of, of a, an adventure somewhere. So you have to work for it. Or have you discover some rumors to get you on that path so you can finally get it. So when you're holding it in your hand, you're not just like, oh, cool, I got a plus two. No, you're like, finally, I got the sword I wanted, which is another reason why I love how Earthdawn does magic. It's But give them something to attain and keep most of it just out of reach, but keep giving them nuggets. And this isn't like uh, uh, breadcrumbing. This isn't like, ha, 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 you're never going to get it. No, g- give them, but make them work for it. Make them yeah, all of it. it. All of it is attainable, but, but just like most things in the world, stuff that is given to you is nowhere as sweet as, as stuff that you had to work for. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end, if you had to work for it, you feel that sense of accomplishment. You feel that sense of pride. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah, and it feels and, like, ultimately, what are we trying to create here with uh, these RPGs? What are we trying to replicate? It's that feeling of reading a really good fantasy novel or watching a really good yes. movie, but you are a participant in the adventure. You're not watching it happen to someone else. You are experiencing it happening to you and having that struggle for now I finally have it. I finally have this uh, thing that's going to enable me to cross the river. I am going to find uh, Sarkon the one-eyed and I am going to cut out his other eye with this thing. Mm -hmm. That's what you get when you kind of stretch out your stories uh, or or you, you know, stretch out the experience of getting a magic item. You get that story like experience of it took me, so many sessions, so many months to finally pull this off, but, you know, I pulled it off, and, and then we went across the river, and we really showed that tyrant what for. Exactly. And, and it's always a build-up. It's a build-up. And to be fair, not every session is perfect. Not every session goes wonderfully. You might have a session or two. It's like, I, I remember this back in the Earthon days, where it's like, I'd have a couple in a row, that, man, this has been great, this has been fantastic, and, uh, fantastic. then all of a sudden be like, dude, you've been kind of slogging it because not everything's perfect and we're all always learning i've been doing this for 30 some years i'm still learning i'll still have good adventures bad ones. hopefully most of them are good um but just keep going through have a goal at the end i do timelines he does something a little more more direct i guess you'd call it you know abc but hey you're gonna see the world change around you as you're working on this timeline these are still growing so it's like do we do we care about that one what's more important this is going to destroy the world this is only going to destroy a city maybe we work you know whatever (laughs) obviously i'm being simplistic but you you get it like there's always something you can be working on the world is alive around you but i'm also not going to name all six billion npcs you know now that that is actually a a really good segue to uh to uh another topic Oh. Uh, that that we that we talked about pre-stream, whole uh, simulation versus. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, this is something that we're going to come back to on Friday, but we can we can definitely talk about it here because we'll have Heathen Dog with us. Uh, by the way, I will be on the chill stream again this Friday. 
Uh, so the special shield stream because yep. <laughs> just for him. Yeah, I I apparently invited myself onto a chill stream that didn't exist, and and oh, now good, I, good. I've willed it into existence. I I'll yes, here I, I'll make power. I'll make Victor happy, and I'll say I used my handsomeness to manifest a, uh, a chill stream. Privilege. <laughs> Use this female privilege, and, and he, he got something without actually working for it. Absolutely, you know it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I've very, and this is not an original idea. I stole this whole cloth from a Professor Dungeon Master video. Um, but he brought up in one of his videos there's this balance between simulation and storytelling that we have in role playing games. On the simulation side, you've got those war games where everything from weather conditions, wind speed, uh, specific units, everything is simulated, everything has rules. And then on the other side, you have games that really aren't much of games. There's not a whole lot of gameplay to them. I'm thinking of stuff like, uh, oh, what's it called? It's like For the Queen or something like that, where you're just turning over cards and making up a story, literally. Uh, That's called a role-playing game? Role-playing game. card game. It's a card game. It's it's playing pretend with that much structure to it. Hmm. Um. You have those two kind of polar ends, and honestly, the the kinds of role playing games that most of us play, your D and D type games, they're in the middle, and they lean more on the storytelling side than the simulation side. Uh, that's at least my thoughts on it. And from what we we're talking about, it seems like you guys are kind of in the same place. But I'll, you know, I won't speak for you. I'll let you weigh in on that for everyone oh, to no. hear. I mean, uh... Uh, it's it, uh, if you watch if you watch our channel, you know that my game master style is is much more rails than and uh, than Max Liao. Uh, but I try my best to make the rails invisible. Mm-hmm. Give the and everyone everyone gives me crap, and I love it. But think you're making moves, but really you're just dancing in the palm of my hand. Every choice you have is a, is a false is a false decision. Every choice that I give you, every choice that you come up, I will pervert. Make sure you go back on my storyline. Mm-hmm. Really have no choice, but I'm not going to let you know that. The, the cage you're in is beautifully gilded. It's still a cage. I, I will rescind my previous comparison of myself to Ra's al Ghul and put that on Heathen Dog. <laughs> <laughs> but... But the, the, the important thing is that uh, that the the player and I both have fun. I have fun being the autocrat con- con- controlling bastard that I am, and you have fun na- navigating your, your your world of, of uh, what you find out later to be worthless choices. But you had a lot of fun making those choices along the way, and of course, a bone will be thrown every now and again. You want personal mm-hmm. growth for your character. Every character in my game, at least twice in a campaign, is going to get their day to shine. Is going to get their ability to to get what they want, to do what they want to do. You want to build your keep. You want to make a thieves guild. You you want to you want to found a church. You want to you want to slay that particular dragon. You've been watching that dragon in the mountain for years. You're like, damn it, I want that dragon. One day you're gonna get that dragon. I'm gonna allow it. 
You know why? Because it's going to be fun for you, and it's it's and it's it's going to be fun for me, especially if you die going after what you love. Yep. That 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 is a great story. It is horrific. It is, a, it is an actual story that, that people are going to remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, Max Liao has a little different take on dungeon yeah. mastering or game mastering than I do. Well, to, uh, to to put it back on the simulations versus uh, narr- uh, narrativism side. Um, as we kind of talked about before the stream, and as some people have heard me say on other uh, Leech Myth live streams, I got involved around the time when Dragonlance was really popular. So if anybody's read the... Dra- and I'm not talking the modules, I'm talking the novels. So when I play, you know, I, I guess we're considered... Yeah, that, that is one of my favorite books of all time. Even though it's a first edition book and I played second edition, that is one of my favorite books of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know we were dirty campaigners. Oh my God, you're 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 dragon lancers, aren't you? Oh, you you want just want to have your story. You want to role play sitting around campfires all the time, like because because this is coming from a group uh, group of people that really to put it overly simplistic. I'm not belittling them, but really they went into dungeons, kicked in doors, killed things, took the treasure, and moved on. How many experience points do I get for that? Use orcs for uh, just XP uh, uh, buffers, right? Mm-hmm. Well. We wanted something more. I, I'm always wanting to level my character from 0 to 20, or whatever the game is, yeah, yeah, from yeah. 0 to 20. Zero. I want to start off as a nobody off the farm. I have my pitchfork and my overalls, and that's it. I don't even have a shirt and maybe some flip-flop or a flip-flop. Uh, and from there, I, I don't know why I'm running from the law or, or some disaster or... You know what? I've had enough of this. I, I, I hate this farming life. I'm going to go out there and venture... Whatever it happens to be. But I start off as a zero. Mm-hmm. And I have to earn the hero. Hopefully live. And, you know, for, for me, I, I don't care if it's one long epic campaign, if it's a bunch of broken up campaigns, as long as they're somehow tied together. The way I do it is timelines. I've said that a few times. Um, and I start new ones and end some, you know, just on a whim sometimes. But, this, but, but the characters, whatever they're doing, if a timeline becomes infinite, the characters, the, the party wins. That one session adventure module or campaign whatever it happens to be they win if they turn it to an uh, infinite yeah they lose if it turns to zero but lose doesn't have to end everything you know using the the big major trope right oh the world's in darkness now we could turn into a generational game where your kids do it or maybe you're like no we have to fix what we broke okay you're, fine. you're insurgent now yeah yes Something you know, the go. game can still go on, and and unlike Heathen Dog, if you're in my world now, I might have to pause for a moment because I wasn't expecting this. But you in my game can go. You know what? We've decided we don't like this path that we're on. We want to join the other team. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on here. <laughs> Time out. You want to what? Like yeah, like we've we've all sat around. We thought about this. Um, we don't like this questing that we're doing. This line. We think we're actually on the wrong side. We want to join the evil empire. Okay, can you give me a week to set up a new adventure and retool this thing? Because I can't do that part. I mean, that's too far off the rails for me to do at a session. But I'll let it go. Like, okay, let's see where this uh, lines up. You know, like, I'll, I'll, as long as they still want to play, I will let that go on. I don't encourage that, and I don't ask for people to do that at my table. I'm saying I can do that. I, I can be flexible like that. You'll just have to give me time to retool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. nonsense. What's that? Socialist nonsense. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that happened when I was running uh, Dark Sun. I had set up this NPC character who 
I thought was going to be kind of an antagonistic ally because he is a dune trader and dune traders are shady, but they're also useful. They encountered his his douchiness once and decided that this guy was their mortal enemy and they ended up killing him. <laughs> Eventually. That's but they ended up killing to do, him. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, um, you guys killed him. He has a whole house of other traitors that he works with. They don't like you anymore. Right. And this other kingdom that you guys were already in the process of pissing off, they don't like you either. And they're very interested in maintaining that trade relationship. So now you have a whole ass sorcerer king bearing down on you with the support of a trade house. And they were just like, you know what? Cool. It was that's fun. awesome. If they, if they go for that, that's awesome. It's just like the, the trader thing in mine where uh, you switch teams. Well, first of all, you just swap teams. They're not going to, come on in. You're our best buddies. No, you know, we're going to put you on some suicide missions first. And if you mm -hmm. happen to live through those, get, you know, feed us some information. We might give you a breadcrumb here. But ultimately, you're not our best buddy. You already switched teams once. You might just do it to us. How do I know you're not a double agent? So, yeah, all of a sudden the missions become a little harder and, you know, a little less uh, support. And you know, there are consequences to making decisions like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the going back to kind of the general premise, all of these things that we've talked about, these are stories and they come out of, you know, it being kind of more of a narrative focused experience. But we can't throw the uh, simulation baby out with the bathwater because these rule sets provide structure. Mm -hmm. I like a more flexible structure. I, I tend to go kind of a more rules light approach to uh, kind of my OSR games. I do a lot of kind of ruling by fiat and a lot of if you can describe it and then roll something that already exists, then you can do it. Uh but there has to be that framework there because the framework represents the challenge that you're overcoming. And there has to be some kind of challenge to overcome. Otherwise, uh, you guys are just sitting around telling each other a story. Mm -hmm. right, yeah, you have, you have to have bumpers. Yep. The lane. Yeah. And the, 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 the framework of your world are your bumpers. It, it not only keeps you, you know, within the realms of possibility of your world, it also gives you a direction to move forward. And with without that, it's just anarchy. It's it's it's, it's just a, a a bunch of uh, grown people, you know, uh, mentally touching each other at, around around a campfire or something. It, it, it gets weird. And yes, that 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 picture was weird for a reason. Yeah, it's dumb. It, it's absolutely dumb. And so, it, yeah, uh, uh, structure is important. Uh, I I I like my story more. I I believe my story is more important. And then the player story. Axe believes that the player story is a little bit more important than than his story, mm. at least in the short term. But both of us believe that the world structure is paramount. Yep. Yes, absolutely paramount to run a down. consistent, cohesive campaign. You cannot have a long-term campaign without a rigid world structure. I don't mean rigid as in, oh, you can never, ever do this, ever, ever, ever. It's just that, you know... In, in my world, there are no good dark elves. In my world, there are no dwarves that cast spells. In mm -hmm. my world, there are no half uh, there are no halflings. Period. So you can't do that. Right. 
that is the rigid structure that bring that you know keeps you moving forward, keeps you keeps you in the in the realms of this world's reality. Mm-hmm. That that is the most important part. There be simulation or storytelling. As long as you stay within the structure, you can do it right. You can have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, at the back of uh, the first edition was a DMG. I think it was a player's handbook. Uh, Gary wrote that thing. I don't have it verbatim. Grognard's gonna be mad. I don't care. Uh, but it says. Uh, was it game first, uh, campaign second, players third, something like that? I, I I don't agree with that. I believe setting first or campaign, however you want to call it. Uh, but setting first, setting is paramount. Game is second, players are third, and that includes me when I'm a player. I have to make my character within the confines of the setting first. The character then has to meet the rules of the game based on that setting, and then the rest is okay on the, on my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, you can't just say, well, I want to play uh, uh, a purple sparkled uh, uh, elf. What? No, there's nothing like that here. All my elves are wild and they're tattooed up. Uh, like, No, no, no. I want to play. Like, you don't get it. Well, you're you're not letting me do what I want. You're right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you're the, talking. The, the worst character I ever played broke that rule. Max's rule. The worst character I ever played, I, I played in Al's uh, 5e campaign. The only time I ever played 5e. And I put my player before the game. Mm-hmm. Was setting. For me, in my mind, at that time when I made this character, it was setting me, the player, then the game. That bad thing is, is that wasn't a bad idea until the execution. The execution turned out bad because the whole background of my character, the idea about my character was made in a vacuum without the with without all the other players in the game knowing what was going on without me knowing the other players, what their what what their dynamic was. So my dynamic did not fit into the game. Right. Because it didn't fit with anyone else's, you know, uh, the the, the way anyone else was playing their character. Mm -hmm. And so I was not asked to come back. (laughs) <laughs> rightly so by, by a very yeah. good friend of all things that's yeah. i was not asked to come back by a very good friend and i am not sore because that's, that's just the way it was and I'm, I'm fine with that because of it was a disaster mm. i still like the idea and if you yeah. want to know the idea i'll tell you but I, I i still like the idea but the uh it it really needs uh entire group to be behind it to be properly executed so yeah. it couldn't be done but yeah, but ultimately absolutely. I would say that the game is about emergent storytelling. Yeah. It's not a story done up front that now you're acting it out on on a script. Mm -hmm. It is, this is where we're starting. This is how the world's going to change or this is what's going to happen in the world. And we'll see where it ends. I know, I know he, he, he has, he brings his ending back. I spread my ending out. It could go anywhere in here, but you know, we'll see where it ends. But the story Yes, there is a story for all the grog nerds out there. Yes, this is about spots telling a story, but the story comes from rolling the dice. It comes from the rules in the game. It comes from the setting limitations and then what your characters do within that. It's mm-hmm. not, well, uh, I'm telling my story, so you have to let me do these things. No, uh, I want to see the dice. Well, the dice said I died. And then you, you died down. and the, the story will continue with your next character. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And and just to really irritate uh, the the grognards, which maybe I shouldn't poke that uh, bee's <laughs> nest because they are very supportive of my show. But uh, ran, you know, f- five to eight, however many you want in your adventuring party, random strangers 
going down into a cave to get rich is a story. It's a shallow story, but that's a story. You guys are playing out a story scenario. We have two episodes on that alone. <laughs> that, like, r- r- right there is the is the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent of, Rev- of uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a bunch of strangers go into a dungeon. You know, all they have to do is is wear wear ma- matching suits and be named after colors, and and you you have you have yourself a you have you have yourself a story right there. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they there? They're getting paid. They're there to be paid. Yeah. But this guy's psycho. He's there to kill folk. <laughs> this, this guy is is secretly working for the monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all there's a story in there. Yeah. It's easy to get to. It's not you know it's low hanging fruit. It's really easy to get to, but some people for some reason want to ignore that just roll roll kick kill but even that is a story killing an orc is a story itself very short story very two-dimensional story but very unnuanced yeah right but still it is a story you're absolutely right but a lot of people want to ignore that for some reason completely ignore it pretend it doesn't exist well captain ostrich man you want to put your head in the sand and, and 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 think that all these die rolls didn't mean anything in the overall part of this world, you're out of your mind because you 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 took a life. The world takes notice of that. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. You you created a narrative whether you wanted to or not. I think part of that though is there is a reaction to the other side making yeah. everything about thirty page backstories and you have to accept it. Oh, me yeah, me no, no, me no, no. and I'm a special that's snowflake that's going to play against type yeah. and you know equally as garbage. But yeah. again, polar uh, you you go too far to the left, yep. too far to the right. You you're you end up in garbage land. Where where the mm-hmm. where the sky is purple and right is wrong, up is down. You know, it, it, you go into either way, you're going off the road. Stay, stay in your lane. It's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And there can be a wide gray area there. I mean, Heathen Dog and I are a couple examples of that. I'm more lenient on this. You know, my my story, I guess you'd call, it, is more flexible. His is more on rails. Rigid. But he's on the he's on the left side of the road. I'm on the right side of the road. But mm-hmm. we're both still on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Not gonna crash. Absolutely. And you, you said one other thing that I really liked, and I'm going to use, I'm going to use the phrase for it, is uh, when you do your OSR games, which is uh, rulings over rules. Yep. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of rulings over rules. This is why I don't like games like Pathfinder, why I don't like games like Battlelords of the 23rd Century, at least the current version of it, why I don't like games that I have to look up an encyclopedia of rules because people are going to treat it like a simulationist tactical war game instead of a flexible role-playing game. So I've been leaning recently towards games like the Year Zero Engine, uh, you know, uh, Mutant Year Zero, Forbidden Lands, Coriolis, Alien RPG, et cetera, et cetera, because I really love that that game can just give you everything you need in 12, 13 skills. Everything mm. you need. It's got, it's got your uh, uh, exploration. It's got your social. It's got your combat. It's got your domain play. It's got your survival. And it's all wrapped under one umbrella that makes sense and is easy. And if there's anything weird that comes up, I just make a ruling. You know what? I yeah. think that's a minus two. Well, I, well, I, the rules should say, shut up. It's a minus two. Either roll the minus two or don't do it. I don't care. Move on. You know? mm. Yeah, the... The phrase, the book says, is a meaningless statement. As long you know, as you're consistent. Uh, there, yeah. It, 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 especially in the, in the older games. It'll, 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 <laughs> and, and in, in some newer games, too, they, they, they still keep it. It actually says, uh, these are not rules. These are guidelines. Uh, the yeah. only person yeah. who has the rules is the game master. That's it. What about when, when you rule. find the rule on this page and it says you get a plus one, you find the exact same rule on this page, it says you get a plus three. <laughs> the, the, the reason why they do that is because 
after so many years, you put out so many supplements and books, you're going to have rules that contradict each other. Yep. Max has, has ran into this with a whip. In uh, second edition AD&D. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, first, second. No, it, was a, it, was a lasso, it was a lasso in second edition AD&D. Lasso, uh, lasso in, in second edition AD&D. Uh, the rules for it change from what? The fighter's handbook. Fighter's uh, handbook and the ninja's handbook. handbook. The ninja's handbook. The, the rules for how a whip does damage, doesn't do damage, works, doesn't work, is completely different. Mm -hmm. It's the game master's call on how it works in their world. Yep. You, you, you can't, uh, the, the player cannot cherry pick the favorite rule they like. It's the game master get, that, that gets to decide what rule actually happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you do have to be consistent with it and you do have to be upfront. Uh, when it comes to like every little tiny thing, you have to just kind of make a judgment as you see Spot it call. on yeah. yeah on the fly but when it comes to like the macro when you're doing your first session when you're creating your characters uh you know just telling everyone hey the big things it's going to work like this this and this i'm going to call it that way every single time if i go against what i'm saying right now let me know uh but you know this is what it's going to be like and you know if other things come up that are outside of what i just said you know we'll deal with those individually Yep, agree. I'm ready to play. Are we starting now? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you find yourself in the city of Nighthaven. It is known as the city of steel and secrets. I told you I was <laughs> starting in Freeport, not in Nighthaven. Why are you always doing this to me? <laughs> I identify as a toaster muffin. <laughs> wow. I told Hungry you door feeds you. <laughs> Roll a constitution oh, no. save. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Do not get permission to eat me. <laughs> Too bad. Oh. oh, that's right. I got that shirt. I do not I do not consent to range touch attacks. Yeah, I do not consent to your range touch <laughs> attack. That's right. That's uh, that that's on our that's on our uh, uh spread shirt. Red bubble. Uh, yeah. I love so, that. Uh, check that out. Well, uh, along the same lines and that might have been your answer right there, but there there's one introductory question which I kind of I threw all those out the window because we were having such a great conversation. But I can't let you guys leave Rolling Bones without answering this one question. The answer cannot be your logo, but it can be as philosophical or as sophomoric as you want it to be. So for both Heathen Dog and Max Liao, if you guys could put anything on a t-shirt, what would it be? I actually already did. Uh, I already did it. I, I actually made a, a, a t-shirt for our for our store. Uh, players are the natural enemy of a good story. Player agency not allowed. <laughs> and and I actually did it. I put it on. T well, he, he did it. I said it. This a t-shirt. He made it a t-shirt. Oh yeah, I'm 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 all against uh you know wild player agency. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you know, the players running the show. Like like I said earlier, the the inmates running the asylum. Right. So uh, I, I I went I went way the other way to to make a point, mm -hmm. and you know, to saying that players are the natural enemy of a good story, because I don't know how many times I've had players screw up what I thought was a damn layup. You know, it was a layup. Yeah. It was easy. You know, Lich King, bad guy, right? You want to mm -hmm. kill him, right? Yeah, he wants to kill your mom. He wants to kill your dad. He wants to kill your dog. You want to kill him first. No, no. I want to go over here. There's a layup. You mm -hmm. threw it in the stands. Ruined the whole story. Lich King wins. Mm -hmm. In a hole. 
yeah, that that's that's mine. I actually did it, so I don't yeah. know if that counts. I kind of did mine as well, but but I had uh, so two years from now, if I hear this, I'll be like, I don't think that way anymore. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's been kind of rattling around my head recently is uh, the concept of just people always taking offense to everything. And of course, you got the Ricky Gervais saying, you know, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. But the, the one that I've been saying a lot at work recently, because for whatever reason, work seems to like this one, is uh, uh, I don't give a, uh, offense isn't given, offense is taken. Taking things is theft. Stop being a thief. Uh, yeah. other, other than that, the other only other one I really wanted to put on a t-shirt. By the way, I knew this question was coming, too, because I see you do this on every episode. Yes, I and I do. can't believe I didn't prepare for this one. <laughs> uh, but the, the other one I did do, I finally got on a t-shirt, is comma, comma, pipe, comma. You can type <laughs> that in. You'll. S- <laughs> I actually have a hat with it. It's the words, comma, comma, t- uh, pipe, comma. Nice. So, yeah, go jump off a bridge with Dan. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, that's another one. Yes, like, uh, a, little, a, a little bridge with a stick figure. Little lines for him jumping off. That months ago, I forget the article. There was this. There was this writer named Dan, and he <laughs> he just had the worst ideas to ever be put immortalized on the internet. Like you could not troll history more than the words that he strung together. To make this bullshit article of his. So, so when, whenever something pisses me off, when, when, whenever someone says something that is so obviously ridiculous that they have to have some kind of brain damage, I say, go jump off a bridge with Dan. That's where, that's <laughs> well, where you That isn't Dan where it started. Along. It actually started with go fuck yourself off a bridge with Dan. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. I didn't want to swear. I didn't, know, I didn't know his policy on swearing. Oh, so yeah. My bad. You're good. Don't worry about it. Okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, so the whole thing was, was you know, fuck off a bridge with Dan be- because, you know, you and Dan together deserve self-deletion for, for what you've done to human history. Mm-hmm. You've, 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 uh, you've taken a peg out of the, the, uh, the, the support structure of human history by writing down this vile garbage. Mm-hmm. You deserve nothing but the worst. Yep. As, uh, as was said in the great movie Billy Madison, we are all now stupider for having listened <laughs> to what you just said. You gain no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, well, guys, uh, unfortunately, we don't go as long here as uh, you guys do on the chill stream, so uh, we are kind of (laughs) at our time for the evening. Uh, But what I want to do is give you guys the chance just to tell everyone where they can find Legion of Myth. I know uh, this is a pretty Legion-friendly crowd here, but for everyone catching this afterwards uh, who hasn't seen Legion of Myth, uh, you know, tell everyone where all uh, you can be found on this uh, terrible but glorious internet. <laughs> on this terrible but glorious internet, uh, I mean, we're on social media. If, if I ever choose to use it, I'm very bad at social media. So the two best places uh, are our Discord, and that's a long link that uh, I don't remember all the X's and capital D's and ones and twos and threes. But you can maybe Heathen Dog or somebody can grab that. Uh, but our Discord, our Legion of Myth, is the YouTube channel. It's just Legion of Myth. And legionofmyth.tv is the web page, and I'm actually starting to do some more things with that. So those are the main places you can find us. I've tried to do stuff like Twitter and MeWe, I mean, uh, Mines, but I'm just not good at social media. So those are those are the main places. And then uh, we've got a schedule that I can give out later or now, however you want me to do that. Can 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 I share the legionofmyth.tv page? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me click on that real quick. 
Ooh, I'm clicking there on my go. own webpage. There we go. <laughs> there it is. So yeah, this is the legionmyth.tv webpage. Mm-hmm. And uh you can you can see that uh it has uh our our past uh streams on it. Uh it has a has it it, go, it goes back to the Legion Myth uh live stream which yep. is years and years ago, you know, 2014. It goes it goes back. Don't don't go all the way back though. Don't don't go to episode 1. It's embarrassing. <laughs> don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so start at start at 150 you'll, you'll be fine gotcha but uh yeah it's uh, all of our stuff and uh if you want to if you want to uh look at our um our merchandise i don't know if it's on this where is it, it is scroll, scroll the top uh it's under okay. something i have to mm-hmm. see it at the top well that's for my module that uh that i have oh. for forbidden yeah, lands module if you, if, if you a... want to buy a starter this is a learning adventure learning adventure for the for forbidden lands the the year zero engine for the game master and players to learn the system the basics of the system this is it three dollars and you and your players can learn how to play and how to run forbidden lands game great hey three bucks what do you want the other, the other things i'm working on the web page that i'm starting to build up if you click on support for a second uh, there you go. Got gear and merch, the yeah, merch. there. Um, right. you can go TTRPG resources and, the, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> There's the red bubble store. Are we still selling masks? Wow. <laughs> Dice don't care about your feelings. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. We, we got yeah. a bunch of stuff there. You can click on things there and, uh, you can find out. I'm starting to put up like uh PDFs that people can download for say like the user engine up. Oh, there you go. There's what I got a mature content flag. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, that's that's heathen dog's favorite shirt mm-hmm. shirt yeah and unfortunately because of the way that camera setups work you guys are seeing it in stereo on either side of my face right now <laughs> oh, yeah, that's but awesome. <laughs> right, i'm gonna stop sharing yeah um but i mean if you go there you can find links to everything else we do so you can find our youtube channel and so forth so legionmyth.tv to make that uh that uh, uh really easy but uh, more importantly if you're okay with me talking about the schedule we got yep. some uh, interesting things coming up. Of course, you're going to be on the Friday Night Chill stream this week on the 30th. So we'll have our members-only stream at 6 p.m. Central. And then Roland Bones is going to be with us starting about 8, well, maybe 8.15, because I like to get the crowd warmed up first but uh, uh, on, on Friday. And I think we're going to dive more into that narrative uh, narrativism versus simulationism. We'll have Victor and maybe some other people on to talk with you as well. Uh, so that'll be on this Friday in the Friday Night Chill stream, as soon as I swap from <laughs> going private to public. On Sunday, we're going to be finishing up our series on Nightbane RPG for Palladium Books before we jump into Rifts. But on the 9th of October, we are going to have Sean Owen Roberson. Roberson? I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, it's probably Roberson. Uh, he's going to be on, and he's the heir apparent to uh, Palladium Books because we had, we had Kevin Sambita on a few weeks ago. We're going to have Sean on uh, on the 9th, and then hopefully have them both back on in December. So we got that going on. And then thir- was it Thursdays and Saturdays, Heathen Dog streams video games on Twitch. On Fridays and Sundays, we stream tabletop role-playing games on YouTube. Awesome. So we're all over the place. Guys, that is a, a lot of stuff that you can uh, catch up on uh, as far as Legion of Myth goes. They've got a ton of stuff going on, and it's all worth watching, in my opinion. Uh, you guys are great at what you do, and I would love to bring you on again sometime uh just to you know keep having conversations like these because these are the important conversations to be had about you know role-playing games thanks ryan we i i I had a great time i think max did too absolutely 
All right, well, guys, that's going to do it for Rolling Bones this evening. Um, just to let you guys know what's coming up next month, uh, on Monday, next Monday, Ben Barsh is going to be on here. We're finally going to do that interview. We're finally going to break <laughs> the uh, the Ben Barsh curse. Uh, his dad, Bill, was on last week, but we're going to we're going to break that curse. And then the week after that, uh, there's going to be a big change coming to Rolling Bones. I've been doing a Monday night show for a couple years now, uh, but starting next month on October 11th, Rolling Bones is officially moving to Tuesday nights. It is moving what? to Tuesday nights so that I am not conflicting with my new friend, the basic expert and several other people who are running Monday night streams. Monday's a very popular streaming night. I'm going to move on over to Tuesdays and oh. hopefully oh. out of your time slot. <laughs> if, if you were a network show, that'd be a bad sign, my man. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're going to Friday nights at 8 PM on Fox. <laughs> oh God. That's the death knell. <laughs> Wait a minute, if that completes with me, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. Absolutely. We're, we're getting the Constantine time slot. Oh, wonderful. We're getting the uh, the latter day uh, last man standing time slot. Oh, man. <laughs> but no, we are, we're moving over to Tuesdays. I think that'll be a lot easier for some guests to make, and I think it'll be a lot easier for those of you who watch the shows, um, you know, to, to be here apparently crafty matt is free on tuesdays in october so uh we'll talk offline about that one uh but awesome. that's that's what's coming up guys so we're gonna do one more monday show uh next week with ben barsh and then we're moving on over to tuesdays and we will move forward from there with a tuesday night rolling bones for the foreseeable future so until then guys i look forward to hanging out with y'all again on friday but whether you rolled a 1 or a 20, I'm so glad you rolled your bones with me, Ryan Howard, and I will see you guys next time.